welcome to the iCrush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. And in this episode, I interview Zardrell McKnight of Z's Craft Barbecue in Grundy City, Iowa. Originally from Richmond, Virginia, this young man started cooking barbecue at an early age. And after having an aha moment at ZZQ Barbecue in Richmond, Virginia, he decided to start chasing his dream of starting a Texas-style barbecue business. Now, he prides himself in cooking with 100% wood, and he has a 1,000-gallon traditional offset smoker and has another pit on order from a popular pit builder in Austin, Texas. Although he's currently focused on pop-ups and caterings, he has big plans for the future. I hope you enjoy his story. This is Z's Craft Barbecue. Hi, and welcome to the iCrush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado, and today I am sitting with Zardrell McKnight of Z's Craft Barbecue in Iowa. What's up, brother? How are you? Man, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, eating lunch and getting some things done for myself and um, scribbling down some notes on previous cooks and things while I remember and pictures that I took. Gotcha, man. Well, you know, you've been a fan of the show. You've reached out and we've uh, we've chatted quite a bit. And, uh, man, you got a really cool story yourself. And I'm like, man, we got to include you. We're talking about underground barbecue here. Uh, what better forum to bring you on where you're in Iowa, where there's really nobody doing what you're doing out there with underground uh, barbecue, right? Right. Uh, you know, everybody here to try to swing that Kansas City style because uh, in the state area, Iowa is the closest to Missouri. So you have the Kansas City influence is really heavy here. So it, it, it's just very different. They even do rib tips here because of Illinois and it's just different. No one's doing Texas style barbecue. And if they did do Texas style barbecue, it wasn't real Texas barbecue. It was like some still some sort of generic barbecue stuff they were doing. I can't yeah. even put a finger on it. So let's start with you. Um, where are you from? Where did you grow up? And what kind of got you into barbecue? Uh, I am originally from Richmond, Virginia. I am born and raised there on the south side of Richmond. My barbecue background started from my dad. He was taught by his dad, my grandfather, and it's just kind of got passed down from there. I've been cooking since I was seven years old, and I'm now 22. Wow. And what, what were they cooking? What were, what were you learning from them? Um, my dad, it's a tradition in our family. Hit My grandfather passed down an oral recipe to my dad, and he passed it down to me. He kind of gave it to me in tidbits, so I had to put it all together, and I figured it out, and I cracked the recipe. I was like, ah, you don't have to say any more. I, I know what this is. <laughs> and he kind of had a cheeky smile on his face, and it's it's been like that for a while. You know, that, that recipe is still a secret. I'm going to pass it down to whoever my children is. Is that uh, is it pork? Is it beef? What, what are we talking about? Yeah, this is like... Well, I got on his uh, side of the family, they're from Henderson, North Carolina. So it's mm -hmm. got that Virginia, North Carolina style, whole hog, pulled pork type uh, vibe going on there. Very nice. And what took you to Iowa? It really started in Richmond, honestly. As you know, like I said, I was cooking since I was seven. I started a barbecue journey at 12. Uh, my dad started me on learning how to clean chicken and... Mm -hmm getting the fat off certain fats off of there that won't render 
learning how to make sure the skin is crispy and bite through, getting the flavor into there where you can still taste the meat, but you also taste the seasoning. Mm-hmm. It was that, you know, he started teaching me how to cook chicken. Then it went on to sausages. Then it went on to ribs and pork. After okay. that, uh, wasn't much beef. It's just the style of cooking just didn't involve beef. I got into beef around 17 years old, and the first thing I ever done was cook a brisket. And that nice. was because I saw Franklin on TV. <laughs> Which is what's been an influence for a lot of people is, is watching Aaron Franklin and his PBS specials, right? Yeah. It, it was definitely uh, – it wasn't on PBS for me. It was actually on the Travel Channel. Oh, okay. Then, then I found he was on PBS, and then his gotcha. YouTube series – Nice. So what type of pit are you using? I mean, what what's your style? So I'm very flexible. What I mean by that, I don't cook on gas or pellets. I'm kind of biased against them. Mm-hmm. That's just my own tiny minuscule opinion. If you cook on pellets, you know, that's what floats your boat. Go for it. I originally started with direct heat barbecue. You have to learn how to cook direct heat at about 225 to 250 you know, you got to learn how to balance that and then learn how to kick it up to like 350 or like at least 300, 350 to finish things off. So you have to learn how to shovel coals, keep it even better coals, learning how to split the wood right so you can make the right size of coal. It was just um, it was a big learning process for me. Mm-hmm. After that, I got this small charbroil offset and I started learning how to do stick burning and cooking from offset, creating a draft and things like that. Uh, that came from watching shows on Travel Channel and then seeing the Barbecue Pit Master show, looking at the Food Channel, you know, the Food Network. These guys are using Jambos, homemade offset smokers or rotisseries with an offset firebox. Seeing how they do it and get the draft, what's clean smoke, what's not clean smoke. And then finally, I saw Aaron Franklin and I was like, all right, I like his style. I really like his style and I saw how he manages his fire and being a former boy scout and then working with fire pretty much my childhood, it just kind of mesmerized me. And I was like, this is it. You know, I like to do central Texas barbecue, but I didn't have the idea of what exactly central Texas barbecue was. So I just lumped it all into Texas. You know, it wasn't West Texas, wasn't Lockhart style, wasn't Austin style, wasn't Houston or East Texas. It was just Texas. And uh, where was your aha moment? I know you've had barbecue your whole life pretty much, but was there one moment that you can remember you went to go eat somewhere that just blew you away or anything like that? ZZQ on my 21st birthday. Uh, I think part of that was also because of the fact it was my birthday. And I was the first <laughs> guy to uh, buy the, uh, the Lone Star beer that day when they opened. I was the first guy in line, and I was the first guy to buy the Lone Star beer on my birthday. Um <laughs> It was honestly seeing the meat counter, actually seeing the process in person that helped me understand what I wanted. Because I've always wanted to do a barbecue restaurant since high school, but I didn't know how to get there or how to set something up. I didn't want to be Famous Dave's or any generic Southern barbecue restaurant. I wanted to be something unique. So I took the ideas of like Chipotle, Cadoba, and then ZZQ, and I was like, they got a counter. They're literally preparing the food before your eyes. They're slicing mm-hmm. it. They're putting it together. You know, I wanted something like that. And then being able to see the videos of Aaron Franklin and his series and stuff, it, it just put things together. So when I had ZZQ's food, it was my aha moment for sure that launched me into it. 
you know, I heard things about him, about uh, Chris and Alex on uh, Kevin Barbecue Joint's show. Then I heard about it from John Lewis. I heard about it from different people and some people that I work for. They all said it was really good. Now, I knew about ZZQ when I was working on a pizza truck because we used to take their brisket and put it on pizza. Oh, nice. And make bro pies and stuff. Now, it wasn't on a menu. It wasn't for sale. It was literally to feed staff. So I'll be the guy making a bro pie. Or uh, my boss, he'll make this bro pie. And he took, like, some sort of vegan bite, man. It was more savory than hundashi. I just... <laughs> my lips puckered because it was just savory. Because you put fontina, mozzarella, white cheddar. It was already savory as it is. And then you add all the meats, porchetta, everything on there. Plus that Vegamite stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a umami bomb, literally. So I heard of them there. Finally got to their place last year, May 2018. And that was my coming to Jesus moment. That's awesome. And they're out in Richmond, Virginia as well. So that's yeah. from the area you're from, right? Yep. Originally. Okay. So what brought you to, to Iowa? You know, part of that was business. And other part was like some family things. I uh, mm-hmm. won't delve into it, but I, I pretty much move away from family. Just wanted to spread my wings and do my thing. I just so happened to look at it. I was like, wait a minute. Iowa doesn't have any Texas craft barbecue. There's no ZZQ here. There's no Aaron Franklin here. There's no Truth Barbecue. There's no one here besides <laughs> some generic joints. And the guys who did have offset smokers were okay. They weren't really good at fire management. So I was like, I already got a leg up. I know what I want, so I I went for it. You know, that's one of the reasons I started this show, right? To kind of look at these underground barbecue joints. When I moved here to California two years ago, I was having trouble finding some really good barbecue. Uh, But when I uncovered this this underground scene that's happening here, uh, it was just like, incredible right it, it, i i can't even explain it that's why we started this podcast and man it's cool to hear your story and 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 know that hey you're doing that kind of thing out in iowa and, and very few people are doing that now so um that's that's pretty awesome dude right thanks um so you said you're cooking with with wood right you have an offset yeah. smoker talk about what you're cooking on so originally when i first started like i'm gonna go like from the beginning, yeah. I started off with like a cheap $25 Walmart grill. My dad bought me at 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And then it went to a small offset. Then it went to Oklahoma Joe, which I had last year. Mm-hmm. Then I went to a Lang Reverse Flow Generation 1. And then now I got a 1,000-gallon. Nice. And where'd you get that 1,000-gallon? Uh, it was a closed restaurant uh, in Wisconsin. It was a Franklin-style offset smoker. I found it on Facebook Market, and I was like, dude, for 5000 bucks, a 1000 gallon? These Dang. things run at least 15 grand from a pit builder. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hopping on that. I just saved $10,000. Dang, and I've seen pictures of that thing. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, a little rusty, but that yeah. can fix no issue. That rust is character, man. That's pretty awesome. And what type of wood are you using? Currently, right now, I'm kind of... Kind of similar to Adamson's. It's white oak and sugar maple. Gotcha. That's what's local here, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. But while I was back in Virginia, it was white oak straight. You know, those are the trees that was abundant. But mm-hmm. here, it's like I, I had a had a reality check this past winter. People use wood in their wood furnaces here, 
<laughs> so if I'm going to get wood, I better get it early and way ahead of them. So all that was available <laughs> was oak and uh, maple. Somebody nice. trying to sell me birch and ash. I was like, dude, ash makes me sneeze and birch is nasty. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know, bro. Yeah, we see a lot of white oak out here as well. Uh, white oak pecan. But yeah, man, that's cool. And uh, what are kind of your menu items? What are you cooking right now? Right now is the Texas Trinity um, mm-hmm. brisket rib sausage. I have someone to make my sausage, but I'm going to be making my own sausage by the end of this year. Nice. So I got a couple of ideas. I wrote it down in my journal, and uh, I'm going to try to make it to Loganisa. Oh, cool, man. You know, fiance, she's from the Philippines. So making Loganisa makes sense. There you go. There you go. It's really I know. Cool. Yeah, I know you talked about uh, working at a pizza joint. What's you have any other kind of culinary background? Um, very first job was at Maya Sushi. No, I take that back. Actually, my first job was McDonald's. I immediately quit. <laughs> I hated that <laughs> job. Hated it. So I went to Maya Sushi. Then I went to Job Corps for nursing, and I ended up doing a lot of the grilling there. Like I used to feed two hundred plus people the whole compound by myself on a grill burgers wow. brats ribs you know and that was i was 19 at the time i just took the grill and they had charcoal at the time i didn't like it but i was like screw it just hey it's just like a crack addict getting crack let's let's grill hey let's do this i get the opportunity <laughs> to do it all right fine let's do it and uh went back to richmond and finished there and uh after that Went to Joe's Inn. I worked there for about a year. It's a dishwasher and prep cook. Mm-hmm. And I was doing barbecue every day. I would work like 10 hours, 11 hours or something like that. Go home, immediately go home and fix ribs on my uh, Oklahoma Joe and start nice. tweaking things. You said you knew at an early age that you wanted to open a, a barbecue restaurant. So you're already preparing for that, right? Yeah, I realized I was, a, I was addicted to it and obsessed with it at an early age. I was like, wow, if it wasn't anime... And it wasn't video games and it wasn't computers. It was cooking. And mm-hmm. then I realized within cooking, I really love barbecue. And I was like, wow, I'm a firebug. And it just went from there. And another thing, uh, I learned how to cook ramen there. It was uh, quite an interesting process. The uh, Japanese place? Yeah, Maya Sushi. Um, oh, okay. You know, I learned how to do that. And I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with it. I yeah. want to do some things with it with texas barbecue but i don't know how the flavors will meld yeah well you know that's the thing about uh texas barbecue central texas barbecue right now a lot of there's a lot of fusion going on i know there's ramen you're putting some brisket slices on top and i've seen pho and i've seen you know pizza and everything so you know you having those experiences in in those restaurants you know, I'm sure you'll be able to incorporate some of that, some of those cool flavors into your barbecue. Yeah, um, I just want to learn as much as I can, honestly, and just see what others are doing and try to make my own twist on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earlier we were talking, um, or before we kind of got on, you had a book. Talk to us about that book and, and kind of what records you're keeping in there. Oh, you're talking about this thing. <laughs> the so- journal. The journal, uh, yeah, man. This thing has, like, things that I need. I put the specific date on it on each page, and I am just doing different things. Sausage is the main thing because how you going to call yourself a Texas joint? 
without sausage. Come on now. <laughs> and it has different plans, cooks. Uh, like, I remember, fun story, actually, fun story. You know, I'm embarrassed to say this. I, I already said it on Barbecue Confessionals. I typed it in. <laughs> he shared it. And, oh, man, dude, I debarked a brisket after wrapping it. <laughs> like, like, I debarked the whole thing. It went from being black to just mahogany. I was like, yo, I put all this hard work and now all the salt and pepper are on the butcher paper. Are you kidding me? Oh. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't do it once. Apparently, I didn't learn my lesson from the first time, and I did it again. Oh, man. Later, I did it again. Well, hopefully, oh, you- oh, my God, I can't believe it. I did it. <laughs> So hopefully you got that down now, huh? <laughs> I'm not going to wrap my briskets anymore. <laughs> or I'm going to change my butcher paper. <laughs> I thought I was being cute because I had the Traeger or in butcher paper. But you got to real. I had to realize that's meant for pellet smokers and for uh, decoration. Not for brisket necessarily. That's crazy. You can get so uh, granular in the things that you use. Yeah. Kind of a hard lesson learned there. It hurt my, you know, the brisket was still good. It still had the salty and pepperiness, surprisingly. It's just my pride and ego just hurt it so bad when I seen it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, yo, dude, you suck. Learn how to get better. I just looked at the brisket and I just, I cried internally. So you're jotting down a lot of things in your journal to kind of, you know, learn learn from those mistakes and uh, also learn from other folks, whatever, you know, whatever you want to incorporate into your barbecue. Um, what, what types of sides are you doing right now for your pop-ups? You know, I'm doing my mom's mac and cheese and potato salad. I'm mm. also doing my own beans. I also have my fiance's recipes, you know, doing Asian slaw, doing Asian potato salad, just Different things, man. I mean, my size changed. They're revolving. I, I yeah. just don't want to be stuck with the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like eating the same thing every day. So I'm pretty sure people don't like that either. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, we're creatures of habit, but variety, variety definitely gives us some spice. And so you're doing strictly pop-ups right now? Or are you doing any catering or um, are you have any? Pop-ups. Okay. And do you have any, like, uh, I know I saw at one point that uh, you might be doing, a, like, a residency at Rockets Bakery or something like that. Uh, can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? So, um, I, I just wanted to kick this thing to the next level. I had a mm-hmm. role where I was just trying to plan things, and it just wasn't working out. I wanted to do it next week, but, you know, 14-hour shifts, your body's tired. Dude, mm-hmm. I am not cooking. So... I'm going to get the thousand gallon in. It's getting worked on and I'm going to start pop-ups from there. It's going to be every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the menu for this pop-up is actually, in fact, I put it on the page. Here we go. Rockets Bakery. It'll be, uh, I'm doing plates and I'm doing sandwiches. It'll be ribs, chicken, pork belly, beans, and Asian slaw. Nice. You're cooking everything on the, on this thousand gallon right now, or, I mean, I'm sure that's a hell that. You can't really haul that around, right? Uh, is there any no, other plan skids. to? Oh, it's on skids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any plan to uh, get a different smoker to like haul around to different uh, venues or anything like that? I had the plan. It's already in the works. Uh, we're thinking between December and February, depending on whether it's winter. 
Midwest mm-hmm. winter. I'm getting an offset made by Austin Smokeworks. Uh, I specifically asked for John Lewis Sr., John Lewis, and Jimbo to build it for me. I want them specifically to build it for me. Essentially, I kind of need this pit to be running in winter. Now, I've had experience with the uh, Austin Smokeworks at ZZQ. Chris showed me how they work. And I do not forget how this thing pulls. Like, Mm -hmm. I kind of got, not to be graphic, but I kind of got like hairy legs. I felt this thing drawing off my legs. (laughs) It's just that efficient. That's awesome. Pure heat, but the it, it works like a charm. Yeah, it's really, really good. So that's a five hundred really that that you're having built there. Yes, sir. It's a rope pit. Okay, for you said uh, February March time frame. Um, between December and March. Oh, okay. It, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't come to spring, because okay. once we start getting snow, dude, that smoker ain't coming up here. I'm not allowing someone to drive on ice and risk their life over a smoker. It doesn't yeah. matter how much it costs. It's just life is far more valuable. Well, that's awesome, man. That's going to be a game changer for you and your business, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely on the wood side, fuel consumption. Yeah, and, and so what are you doing What are you doing now? I know, um, you know, barbecue's not full-time yet for you. What's your kind of nine-to-five? So before I dropped out of college, I was a student. And after I dropped out of college, which I am going back, I am a truck driver right now. I drive locally, make deliveries. It's a pretty good paying job. Yeah. Long hours, I bet. Uh, depending on days, honestly. It depends what's yeah. on the trailer. So it gives you enough time to still do this on the side and kind of still be able to tinker a little bit and work on your craft? Yeah. My, my landlord, my bosses. Everybody has been asking me for more barbecue, so I know I can get the days off if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already work really hard. They know my character, so it's just, you know, I, I ask usually in a month in advance. They already know my next pop-up is coming soon. I just said, hey, if you can get me off early enough, I can possibly cook brisket. If you can't, that's also fine. I can just get up in the morning, cook ribs and chicken and pork belly really quick. Mm-hmm. And what temps are you cooking at? Honestly, I I keep my range, you know, between 275 and 320. I usually use a 320 getting close to winter because it equalizes out back to 275 because of the cold air. The, th- the, th- uh, the temperature thermometer will say one thing, but I know I can physically touch my smoker. I'm at 275. Gotcha. Yeah, that's got to be a, a different challenge that a lot of people don't get to experience in other areas. They're a little warmer temperatures, you know, like we have out here in California. So you're yeah. you're uh, encountering a whole different beast out there. Yeah. Mother Nature, you know, man, it's like I always use this uh, metaphor. Barbecue is kind of like Halo on heroic mode. You know, the slightest mistake will make you pay. And it's quite real for me in the wintertime because – I'm already burning nine logs at a time to maintain temperature. I have a literal bonfire going. So if I crack this door open a little too much, I get too much cold air and my temperatures drop. My fire Mm -hmm. dies. But if I don't crack it enough, my fire still dies because it has not enough air. So it's it's a a teeter-totter. You have to really balance this thing. The, The quote, if you're looking, you ain't cooking, it's a very real in winter. 
Because you're literally not cooking. Your food is starting to cool down and freeze. Wow. Yeah, I know my boy uh, Mason Barbecue deals with some of that stuff in Montana as well. So I bet it's it still has its edge and it's so it's still fun to do to mess around with the temperatures and the fire and all of that as well. Yeah. So ZZQ was like that aha moment for you. Are there any mm-hmm. other um, barbecue influences that you have? I know you mentioned Franklin, but uh, have you gone to eat at other places like yes. uh, Texas or uh, any I other mean, states? I was at Black's Barbecue. Uh, I'm planning on going to Goldie's next month. I got a class with Dylan Taylor. I'll be doing Goldie's. Oh, I'm going to Truth to see Joe and Leonard. I was going to go to uh, Evie Mays because they had the reverse flows. I was like, man, that's a Texas joint that uses a reverse flow. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go see Truth, Goldie's. I'm going to Chuck Wagon. My boy Wasim, man, you you really need you need to talk to that guy, man. He's he's a walking book of knowledge. This dude is really really smart. Oh yeah, he is smart, man. You gotta talk to him. Reach out to him. Actually, I'll send you his information. Um, he he yeah, does man. a really cool job, you know. Want to visit his restaurant? Um, honestly, it's just wherever wherever people show me to. Yeah, you know, I'm there to see fire. I'm there to see the pit design. I'm there to really see, you know, what the brisket looks like, how it feels, you know, the bark texture, the bark color. It's not so much a flavor. I'm looking for presentation too. So it, it's it, it's a kind of a like I should just say a school field trip. Mm-hmm. When is that planned? I took the time off for January, so it's, I want to say the mid part of January. I hope they give it to me at work. Okay. I'm pretty sure they are. I won't have a pop up at all that month, so that's that's my time to go learn. That's awesome, man. Get away from the cold a little bit too. <laughs> I'll actually enjoy the winter, man. I hate the summer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, my if dad's- you're there. You said you're going to be there January. I'll uh, I'll see if I can maybe uh, meet you up at one of those spots or a couple of those spots. So we'll have to stay in touch and and uh, I, I head over there as much as I can. So um, that'll be neat, man. Yeah, man. Somehow I am. I realize I am very the cooking style I like the most is close to a, a black style. You know, uh-huh. their style of cooking, it's like a cross between the Mueller's and Black's. But I lean more towards the Black's. It's really interesting. Like a Lockhart yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, some of the major challenges, talking about the Lockhart style, one of the major challenges out here in California are a lot of the regulations and, you know, the health codes and things. How, how's it? How have you seen that in Iowa? What What kind of challenges do you have there? I am I am literally a pioneer, you know. Yeah. It's I'm the first of its kind, truly. Because a lot of guys here, again, they're competition dudes. You know, they go out to different places, mm-hmm. and their ratings are okay. It's not the best, but for me, yeah. I'm straight Central Texas craft barbecue style, which is wood, the alchemy of meat fire smoke salt and pepper 
Mm-hmm. And walking and talking to, to the health department, I had to literally talk to the head of the health department and show her how offset smoker works. I had to literally show her. I explained the history of everything and she approved me and she was like, hey, if you need anything, if you need a building, let me know. And, you know, I've been working hand in hand with her and she's going to allow me to build brick pits, brick offset smokers, kind of similar to blacks. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah you, yeah. you have a lot of restrictions even in Texas to do that now, right? That's crazy. Dude, they, you're either grandfathered in down there or you're not. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing I learned. California, that's utterly insane. The fact that you guys can't have like offsets. Why? That's kind of retarded. I mean, you're still burning wood. <laughs> yeah. Is it a fire hazard? And I understand California is kind of a kindling box, but dude, you're in a concrete jungle. You're not catching a building on fire. You're with a steel wall set. It's contained. <laughs> I don't get the problem. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, some of those uh, laws will lighten up um, sometime soon. You know, you have a lot of pioneers out here, too, in in counties outside of L.A. that, uh, you know, I know uh, Heritage Barbecue is looking to open up a place and actually have a fire pit with with thousand-gallon offsets out there. So if they can get that done, they'll really be like the first ones out here that are, you know, that have a, a restaurant with, uh, you know, thousand-gallon pits out there. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. You know, the barbecue community is really strong. You know, you see people helping each other from, you know, California to Texas to all across. Uh, do you keep in touch? Do you follow folks? Have any uh, folks have uh, uh, reached out to help you or anything like that? For the most part, like, you know, it's good and bad. I think I'm just going to cover it all. To be quite frank and honest, you know, honesty is is the best measure of things. Um, Mm -hmm. The Texas barbecue community has been kind to me. I'm not a Texan. However, you know, I do have an aunt who is in Texas, and that also kind of helped me with the Texas barbecue thing. A lot of the guys in Texas have been kind. There have been kind of a few that haven't been not so nice to me, despite me being kind to them. You know, I guess they shit happens. I know, like, I reached out to Joe Yen of Truth Barbecue. Oh, yeah. That man is amazing. He's an awesome friend. You know, he's 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 really helped me a lot with the mindset of business. You know, because barbecue is not just cooking, it's business. You either have common sense or you don't. There was another place called Koi Barbecue. Uh, I'm not too sure if you heard of them, like the brisket pho, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were recently featured on a, Man on a show, Food. right? Manfire Food, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I saw him. Right. You yeah. know, I, I, I like what he's doing. He's he's a pretty cool guy, but, you know, sadly, you know, I was messaging. I was, like, writing on his walls and stuff, uh, just saying, like, how good his food looked, you know. It looks amazing. I think he's an artist with it, you know. Seeing the contrast between the the... The, the pho noodles and the, the the bean sprouts and the brisket and the smoke line from it. You know, it's amazing to see that contrast. You know, you see culture and and, and just the understanding and the aesthetics of Texas barbecue and how it can reach into different cultures and just melt together. But sadly, somehow uh, he just out of the blue blocked me on Instagram. I don't know why, but hey, it is what it is on that part. But for the most wow. part... Outside of that instance, I just kind of just throw my hands up. Thought he was a, again. I still think he's a cool guy, but 
you know, maybe it's a misunderstanding because I'm thinking I made a post. I'm not too sure you've seen it, but I took it down and I, I wanted to try brisket nigiri. And there's a guy in Japan. It's called Cinder Japan. He's doing Texas barbecue there. And he's a Japanese guy. And I ran the idea by him. He said, dude, go for it. And he, he also wanted to see how it's going to come out. And I wanted to do something similar to Loro, but it's my style. And uh, after that, I guess Koi Barbecue blocked me. And I'm not too sure if it's because of that or he think I'm copying him or something, but I have no clue. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, there's maybe it's just a misunderstanding. Hopefully you got to just keep your head up and keep moving forward and just worry yeah. about, uh, yeah, what, what your business. It looks like, uh, you know, you're you're a young man. You got you got a good head on your shoulders and, and all of these pieces are are kind of coming together for you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked offline that you're like, I don't have a timeline, man, you know, and. And that's what's cool. You know, you're just kind of leaving it up to, hey, you know, whatever the good Lord bestows upon me. So, you know, that I think that's a good frame of mind to be in. So, yeah, man, I wish yeah. I wish you the best of luck, man, for sure. Thanks. You know, it's one of those things where you just can't rush it. You know, yeah. I just bought a, I just bought a giant walk, man. I, I just got the new spoon and stuff for it. A new walk. <laughs> Dude, this thing is huge, bro. Like, look at that. Look at the ratio. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. We don't have YouTube, so we can't show that, but I'll take a picture of it and post it up. Yeah, man, that's that's a pretty huge lot. So you're starting to incorporate some of the Asian side of uh, your culinary experience and, and I guess with your fiance too, right? You get into a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, funny story is like her dad knows how to make lechon and I've seen it. I was like, yo, that thing is real similar to how my dad cooks pig. Well, looks like I'm going to have to marry you. And, <laughs> and, nah, I, nah, I love her for who she is. You know, she's a wonderful woman. Uh, she kept she kept head on my shoulders right throughout this whole process. She's very patient, big family oriented. So we both kind of decided we're going to do something kind of similar to heirloom market. We, we want that style. We love that style. You know, I wanted to be a family atmosphere, even for the staff, you know, the future staff. You know, I don't want to be a, a asshole or a hard person to get to work with. I just want you to do your thing. You know, if you got something that's pretty cool, you want to put put in a menu, let's let's talk about it. Let's build on it. You know, you might have something that might be a hit. I want you to to bring the best out. You know, mm-hmm. let's see what you got. Be creative. It's okay to be creative. Don't be scared. Yeah. Be yourself. And uh, right now you're just a one man show. Right now it's just me. Uh, you know, I know she's my fiance, but I already count her kind of as my wife. She already counts me as kind of her husband, so I, I use wife or fiance interchangeably. But the wife, uh, you know, right now for me, the wife is in the Philippines getting her uh, her master's degree. I'll be going back to school soon anyway. I'm doing it online. I, I still want to do pop ups. So the plan is I am kind of doing pop ups once a month. But I'm saving a ton of money so I can just uh, live off the cash and pay for school and finish my degree and do mm-hmm. pop-ups that way, underground pop-ups. That's why I'm getting the road pit. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Well, it sounds like a pretty solid plan. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, like I said, wish you the very best. Um, 
where can people find you now if they want to order some of your food or if they want to come eat some of your food and also social media wise? Oh yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. I I need to definitely say this. Um, we are not doing pre-orders anymore because <laughs> I almost literally this past winter taught me that pre-orders don't work necessarily in Iowa. It just doesn't. It's already a learning curve here. Uh-huh. And, um, man, dude, it is so hard to explain to people how Texas barbecue counter service work. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I'm just like, all right, let's do this. If you've got a whole family order uh, a plate, uh, like a platter, if you're individual, get about a quarter pound of meat per person or three-fourths a pound. If you can eat a pound like I can, go for it. I remember at ZCQ, Chris did kind of warn me. He warned me. I didn't take the warning. I had so much leftover food. It wasn't even funny. I finished it all, though. I finished it that evening. But, um, it again, you know, you can find me at ZZ, uh, not ZZQ, but ZCBBQ on Instagram. And you can find me at Z's Craft Barbecue on Facebook. Message me on either one. Uh, I'll try to get back to you as fast as I can. You know, sometimes with work and stuff, I might be eight hours late. I'm sorry. Sorry in advance. Thank you for your service also and your and being in business with you. But, you know, that's, that's pretty much where you can reach out for me. Um, if you got ideas you want me to try, let me know. If you want me to change something, tell me. You know, I, I am a person who loves learning. I think there's knowledge in everybody, even the worst of cooks. You know, he can do something that's better than me or that can be worse than me. You know, there's always a lesson behind everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And you're still a young man. You're 22 years old. Is that right? Yes, sir. I just turned yeah. 22 last month. No, yeah. not last month. May. God, I'm still thinking I'm in June. But um, <laughs> May 9th. Yeah, it's just it's just been a learning curve for me. I yeah. just want to learn and do the best that I that I can do. Cool thing is the chicken that I cook for Papa's, I raise it. Oh wow! So I influence his diet. Like this batch of chickens now, I got like three meat birds now. So what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna give it more of a a grain base. But by the time they kind of get around five weeks, I'm gonna switch over to like I'm gonna start drying peanut butter. And see if it affects the flavor of the meat. Do like a peanut butter, orange pill type thing. Get it real organic. Uh, the peanut butter, peanut butter is the fat in it. It's already going to get naturally fat, but I need more fat so I can render it through when I cook it at a high temperature. Kind of fry the skin on it, in a sense. That's my <laughs> attempt. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Yeah. While we're on the subject, I know we were kind of wrapping up here, but where are you sourcing the rest of your meat from? So all my meat literally comes from uh, farms here in Iowa. I heard a couple of people like Bert <laughs> taking beef from Iowa. Well, you know, you got another big fish in the pond, buddy. You know, I'm taking beef here and uh, it's premium. I was thinking about doing Wagyu, but I was like, bro, Wagyu is not meant for smoking at all. Um, I know a lot of people want to go Wagyu brisket, Wagyu beef ribs. With my knowledge, and I have multiple friends in Japan. Uh, one is an English teacher. Of course, I got the friend from Cinder. And uh, I asked, I said, can you smoke Wagyu? And they was like, 
Absolutely not. Yeah, you can barbecue it, but you will lose so much yield on it because it's pretty much made up of fat. You know, use so much yield on it. You can either sous vide it and cook it, or you can make it teppanyaki or just straight grill it over a fire. And that's how it's supposed to actually be meant to use. So I was like, all right. And then I did a taste test between Wagyu and uh, Prime, and I found no difference. Mm-hmm. So I stuck with Prime. Yeah. You got some high-quality meats out there, so you're definitely in the right spot to take advantage of some Yes, sir. Some very nice proteins out there. Well, cool, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, for coming on. I know that you're a, a big fan of the show, so I appreciate that as well. Um, before I wrap up, I always like to ask one last question. Uh, can you tell us something about yourself that maybe folks don't know? Oh, okay. I got actually two unique things. Two unique All right. things. All right. All right. So when I was like 18 years old, I was ranked number one in the world on this game called Rush Team. It was like a Call of Duty meets Battlefield meets Counter-Strike, and I was number one in a weapons category there. Um, (laughs) I was kind of trolling people, and um, they had this weapons category called Fist. And I was like, I'll type in on chat or use my headset. I was like, yo, it's 16 of you. It's one of me. I'm about to fight you all. (laughs) And they kind of (laughs) moved like I slaughtered the whole team. And the other fun fact is I am a heavyweight MMA competitor. So wow. I, I'm probably going to get out of MMA. I'm not too sure. Depends on it. You know, I'm in the food industry, so it's counterintuitive to each other. So it's kind of productive. So I'm just keeping it honest on that part. I love fighting. It's a, it's a competition. It's like UFC. I got in that because of Tekken. And all the little cool moves and all the little karate moves and stuff. So that was the reason why I did it. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm a big uh, MMA fan myself. I don't train or anything, obviously. But uh, I love uh, watching the UFC and, and all the fights. Is Saul Ramos of, U- of 2M Barbecue is also a big fan. And we always text Ooh. back and forth <laughs> whenever there's a fight. So we'll include you in those now, man. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, before you even got on here. I just watched a brutal knockout on UFC Fight Night tonight, dude. Oh my gosh, I was I was like eating pad thai and I seen that left hand come out of nowhere and just drop the man. I was like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send me the clip, man, so I can take it out. Man, all right, I'll send it to you. It's it's live tonight, man. We, we gotta hurry up and wrap this one up. It's live right now. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, thanks again right, for bro. everything. I wish you the very best of luck. I know you'll do great. And, uh, yeah, man, just keep hustling, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will do, man. Thank you again. You know, I love listening to your podcast. I definitely pick the brains of those who are much ahead of me, my elders. You know, even if it's a year, you're a year older than me, you're still my elder. I, I love learning under people. And just just listening to their story really inspires me as a young business owner. You know, the lessons they learn is the lessons I'm going to have to eventually learn. You know, it's just the difference is what choices am I going to make once I heard their story? Yeah. You know? Cool, Again, man. Best show ever, bro. Best show <laughs> ever. It's an honor to be on here. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'm always going to keep tabs on you, man. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, man. I definitely trying to get my Instagram page out there. I definitely want people to say, hey, there's a 22-year guy in Iowa doing briskets in the bl- in the blizzard. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get some, let's get some frozen uh, uh, briskets. This is yeah. Ice Road Texan out here, so let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. Take care of yourself, brother. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the I Crash Barbecue Show. Remember, if you like the show, please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And share with your friends. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at iCrushBBQShow. Or email us at iCrushBBQShow at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite pics. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that barbecue.